Blog Talk Radio. again for listening to Let's Ask the Angels on Blog Talk Radio, usually on Saturdays, but today we have a special show at 1 p.m. here Eastern Standard Time. 
broadcasting from New York City. And we have the special guest, Stuart Pierce, finally live, and we are connected. And I'm just going to do a brief introduction for those of you who are uh, new to my show. My name is Barbara Calvano, and I have a practice called B. Calvano Coaching. You can find out all that information here on the webpage at Blog Talk Radio. And I will be posting my um, weekly angel card reading tomorrow. And when I do not have a guest, I will be sharing again the weekly messages from the angels for you. Also, I'm going to be speaking at the uh, Westchester Holistic Network on February 17th, and that information is also on my website. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you my guest, um, Stuart Pierce. He's a master a voice, a sound healer, an angel medium. And Stuart is someone I had the opportunity to take his workshop last fall here in New York City, and it really did um, affect me deeply. I had an experience of being lighter, more connected to myself, and therefore my angels. And you know my show is all about how to have you access your angels, how to connect to your divine. And for the most part, uh, I've done the show by myself, and I was guided to bring on guests to share with you information that I use and hopefully will make a huge difference for you. Stuart will be coming to the United States uh, next week. He'll be in the Los Angeles area, and you can find out more information about him and his schedule at thealchemyofvoice.com and theangelsofatlantis.com. So a bit about Stuart. He is a sound healer, master of voice, angel medium. He was the head of voice at the Weber Douglas Academy in London from 1980 to 1997, and he helped pioneer the Shakespeare's Globe Theater between 1980 and 1997. I'm sorry, 1997 and 2010, and coached such people as Mark Rylance, we know him here in the United States, um, Tony Winner and Minnie Driver, Vanessa Redgrave, Margaret Thatcher, Diana, Princess of Wales, and the London 2012 Olympic bid, to name a few. He also has published several books, which I highly recommend, Angels and the Keys to Paradise, The Angels of Atlantis, Book and the Oracle Cards, The Angel Heart Sigils, Oracle Cards, and The Heart's Note, and The Alchemy of Voice, alongside with some award-winning recordings, such as the Angels of Atlantis Soul Calls. And I highly recommend you visit his website because it's interactive. You can actually um, click on particular archangels and hear their sound and also their prayers. It's really a beautiful interactive website, with very rich with a lot of information. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Stuart uh, live from London. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me on and being so amazingly sterling in you know, our, our aborted attempt the other day because of Mercury retrograde and all, 
noticed a little glitch <laughs> happening before we came on air. So, Barbara, you are an absolute darling. Thank you so much for inviting me on and giving me this opportunity to share with you and the listeners all the secrets of the angelic yeah. healing process. Oh, it is. So thanks, thank my you. darling. So thank great you. that we can connect. And I'm very excited. We do have callers that are waiting, listeners. So later on, um, Stuart and I will answer your questions. So you'll have an opportunity to speak with him. But first, Stuart, as I was preparing for the show, I was going over my own experience of reading your books and what touched and moved me. And I spoke with you a little bit about it yesterday. But today, you know, I really want people to know, you know, you have this incredible background of coaching some of the best people, actors and celebrities and very important um, people, helping them with their um, vocal training but also in 1987 with the Harmonic Convergence, you had an experience of um, being visited by the archangels, and that pretty much jettisoned you on this path with really working with the archangels and eventually Egypt. So please share your experience about that. Wow. I mean, it's, it's become almost a legend um, because of <clears throat> the information that is shot around our globe and possibly elsewhere about this very remarkable event, I don't say that with any um, with any conceit, just purely the grandeur of what took place, um, and principally that there I was, beginning to reawaken to the possibility of my multidimensional consciousness. In other words. Uh, as a child, I was very aware of angels, I was very aware of spirit, I was very aware of the elemental world, and saw, you know, saw. well, I suppose life was a little bit like the sixth sense without the Hollywood gore. Um, and I spoke about what I saw because I, I felt that everybody would be willing to receive in the sense that everybody was seeing what I was seeing, but I soon found out that wasn't the case. Um, and although I had a very, very dear, loving mother, my father found whatever I was sharing unacceptable and um, mm. was diligent, diligent in his uh, disapprobation of what that was all about. So I switched off. I literally switched off. However, through I, uh, I'll get into the, you know, the real crux of what you were asking. As I journeyed through the 70s working as an actor and then um, was, you know, met the, the, the situation of my mother... Um, discovering that she had cancer, which proved to be terminal cancer. So I missed, uh, you know, left the career that I was beginning to burgeon in the United States of America, returned to the United Kingdom, nursed her for a year, and then she perished. And um, I moved back into, through a wheel of fortune, a great wheel of fortune, I moved back into the theater world. But this time as a voice coach, and it was principally because a very remarkable woman, whom I'd worked with at the Royal Shakespeare Company, who was the voice director of the Royal Shakespeare Company, Cicely Berry, called me in the middle of the duress of um, saying goodbye to my mother and asked me what I was doing. And I said, well, nothing. I'm just being rather than doing. Well, what are you going to do? Why don't you come and teach for me? So she gave me the first great opportunity of moving into working with actors, not as an actor, but as a, as a, as a voice coach. And um, her, her faith in me was that I was an intuitive and that she would help me build a career, which indeed she did. At the same time, she asked me if I would work with a woman who um, was, was pending her own, her own tuition 
And that was Margaret Thatcher, who was just beginning to take over as the leader of the Conservative Party in, in Parliament here. So I stepped into, I, I, I dove into the deep end. However, the point that I'm really moving us to is that as a result of the great shift of consciousness in the release of my mother at a very early age of 59 from terrible cancer, as a result of the Wheel of Fortune turning forward and providing me with this wonderful opportunity, and working with unique people, these wonderful, wonderful actors who, you know, the best ones are rather like thoroughbred racehorses. They're immensely sensitive. In order to empower, in order to assist their role in moving forward, authentically, because we all know that our voices are right at the very core of our beings, and that if our voices are lying, then we're not in touch with our authenticity. When anybody was held, I would step forward and provide not just technical advice, but also intuitive advice. And suddenly my psyche opened, and I began to see dear ones in spirit surrounding the individual that I was working with. Anyway, so I allowed this whole process to develop, and we moved forward in time through the 80s yeah. to 87, 1987, where I was asked by a friend who had a crystal store if uh, I would go to the crystal store in Glastonbury, Somersetshire, which is the heart chakra of the world, where there's a very large hill yeah. called the Tor. Um, and I went to went went and served in his in his store during the lunch break. I felt absolutely exhausted. This was the weekend of August fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. So I went and sat yeah. on the hill to meditate, because after all, one's teachers have said, well, if in if you're not plugged into the source, go and meditate, and you will replug back into the source and become a sorcerer. So I did this, and as I meditated on on the tour on the hill, there suddenly was this extraordinary sound or series of sounds, harmonics. And in in hearing this, I opened my eyes and literally floating in front of me were these 12 large orbs, large orbs. I mean, you know, three, maybe four meters in diameter, different colors. And I hear in my consciousness, we are the angels of Atlantis. And we bring to you a temple of sound healing, which you will call the alchemy of voice. And for the next 20-odd years, we're going to train you as a preparation for the great event of the procession of the equinoxes, uh, which we, we, we pin on the date December the 21st, 2012. So that's how I met the angels. Note that they were orbs of light rather than human beings with wings, which yes. I can refer back yes. to in a moment. Yes. Um, so, well, yeah, that's that's where it really began. <laughs> yeah. And then and, and you know, many, the har- all these yeah. many years later. Sorry? Yes. No, I was going to say the harmonic con- convergence also affected me. That is when I met my yeah. husband, B. And I knew uh-huh. it was a time of uh-huh. partnership uh-huh. light. As I looked at that date, you know, and I also channeled uh, images for these abstract paintings which I didn't know at the time I was channeling 26 um, forms, like symbols, symbols. So <laughs> it's coming full wow. circle to see what, was, what happened, <laughs> what actually happened back then. And recently mm. I found out I was connected to Atlantis as an Atlantean, and that's, you know, it's all making sense to me. And I, want, and I know many other people had some, if not a huge experience like yours, had an impactful experience, and this is to help them to know that not ev- how do I say 
we shouldn't measure our experiences, but trust them. You know, we all have experiences. Mm-hmm. And Beautiful. So mm-hmm. with that, um, you also, you know, so, so, you know, here you have this magnificent voice, which many of us do not have, but we all have voices. And that's one of the things that I saw mm-hmm. in your book was reading, we all have what's called a signature note, and that is a particular mm-hmm. vibration. And then as, mm-hmm. you know, my audience, uh, new and advanced, are connecting with their angels, these angels have a vibration. So when they actually begin working and connect with those angels, they imbibe, they become that vibration. So we literally are lighter. And the importance of of finding and looking for, I don't have to looking for, but being in touch with our signature note for brand new people even who are listening, sound can be frightening for people, you know, to, to voice to speak, to um, say what, to share deeply what matters to them. And, and yet, how does that connect with working with the angels? Well, we, we are going to be praying, not praying too, but we are requesting. We say our prayers too, but we um, make our voices known to the angels, to our mind, out loud, to our writing, but it ultimately comes from our heart. So, Speak a little bit about that signature note, the unique sound mm. vibration that mm. every one of us has. Mm. Well, it, it's a very ancient concept, um, but as a result of the many changes that we've been through as a species, as, a, as cultures within the Western world. I mean, for example, there was a great revolution of consciousness that took place at the beginning of the 17th century in 1603. Uh, because effectively, overnight, we moved from a metaphoric consciousness into a mechanistic consciousness. And uh, obviously, this was very purposeful in relation to the development of what's happened, you know, through the age of enlightenment in the 17th century, into the age of the machine, into commercialization, into capitalization, into the information age. Um, So something very remarkable took place. But as a result of the mechanistic view of the universe that came from those great scientists um, and the Cartesian invention of I think, therefore I am, I'm recreating that into I think and feel, therefore I am what I am. Um, That we moved away from feeling sound at the core of creation. So very simply, what I mean by this is that prior to, we know from that that we read in diaries, that that we read in journals, that that we read within... The, the, the purpose of people's lives in post-medievalism, that whenever we felt weak, we would automatically go to nature. We would go because we believed that nature was alive. Was, nature was alive with the animating principle of the universe, which today we call chi or ki or pranayama or the holy wind. The Navajo call it the holy wind. Uh, Wakantanka brings us the holy wind or the ruach, etc., 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 uh, the anima mundi is what the medieval scholars called it. So we would go to nature and breathe through singing, through petition, through prayer, and through participation. We would breathe in and automatically our, our sorrows, our wounds, our diseases, our challenges would be literally released from us. But then came along yeah. the mechanistic invention which said that none of this exists. None of this exists. No, the, the nature is not full of this energy which you believe is God's breath because it says in Genesis God breathed on the surface of the waters 
are brought forth like God breathed into the nostrils of man and man became a living soul. So we unplugged. And when we unplugged, we moved away from our bodies. We moved away from where the sound truly resonates within the emotionality of our being. Because we all know that feeling is the language of the soul. And so, you know, what journey forth was a rich, rich, rich process of moving more into the cerebralization of our process. However, the harmonic convergence, for those of you who don't know, was a very unique turning point for the history of planet Earth and therefore the history of our species. Because a huge window opened, a galactic window opened. We know that astrologically as a grand trine. The Mayan, the Mayan civilization said that at that point, around August 15, 16, 17, 1987, 144,000 rainbow-like warriors were released. Now, what this means, I believe, is that those souls incarnate in human form who have a history from Atlantis, from Lemuria, as teachers, as healers, as guides, as way-showers, as wayfarers, were awakened in their karmic purpose to be a witness to the light that poured in at that point as a preparation for the 25 years leading up to December 21st, 2012. And at that point, huge amounts of um, a wave of sound came from the very center of the galactic heart that literally dashed through us, that waved through us, that scintillated our beings into reminding us that sound is at the core of creation. All the ancient peoples knew this because, after all, their voices were something that they prized. In the ancient world, for example, our voices were known as persona or through sound. Per, through, sona, sound. In other words, we revealed the essence of our being. We revealed our soul through our sound. So you either had a sound or you didn't have a sound. It was called persona grata or persona non grata, which incidentally is a phrase that we still use today because those people who have who have created or committed ghastly crimes, for example, in the field of terrorism, we locked them away, as we know, after 9-11 in Guantanamo Bay, and they were called non-persons, meaning their voices were taken from them, their freedom of speech was taken from them, and they literally lost their sound. They became non-persons, no-soul beings. Now, what's happening now through the extraordinary administration of the angels is that we're returning to an understanding that love is literally they love love for love's sake whereas we tend to love for the sake of being loved they simply love for love's sake so they bring us to the very core of what we are all about in our souls recognizing that sound and light are powerful forces that generate from the very center of the galactic heart. Now, if this is so in our humanness, meaning within the geometry of, of our physical form, because after all, we know that our bodies are much better, for example, when our spines are aligned. If our spines are not aligned, then we automatically begin to feel contributing tensions build within our bodies. You know, what somebody once said to me many, many years ago, if our spines are bent, our brains are bent. You know, it's very yeah, crude, yeah. but it shows... The neurological is affected, neurology is affected. If we begin to really feel where the center of our geometry is, 
if we begin to feel as we sit within the center of our physical geometry what we feel in essence to be we, not in giving our power away when we feel fearful or when we feel disappointed or where we feel challenged, but when we're really sitting in the harmony of our beings, we feel ourselves drenched in the essence of our souls. And when we speak from that place, we open to our notes. We open to our signature sound, the song of our soul, which I believe is persona. Now, I mean, that's the description. Obviously, the experience, as you said earlier, is not quantitative, it's qualitative. It's not about actually you know, measuring it, it's about the essential experience of what that's all about. You know, as you were, thank you for sharing all of that. And, you know, my husband is a chiropractor, so indeed, you know, we, mm. you know, we look at the spine as if, if, it's, if, it's, if the nerves are blocked, or what's called a subluxation. It's, a, it, it's bending the um, transmissions, and when they are aligned, mm. the transmissions flow perfectly from the brain to the rest of the body. And as we mm. know from the universe, through the body also. Yeah. And yeah. and I yeah. also saw a lot of us most of my listeners are from North America from the United States, but we do get listeners from other places from around the world. One can be sitting on their couch every day after work with their spines, you know, it's good to relax, but there is opportunities to go stretch, do some yoga, move the body, or even to join others in what's a temple of sound, so whether one would go join a choir or go chanting, um, the normal average person's probably not going to go to a singing club, you know, after work or something. Mm-hmm. But many of us who have found the true joy in making sound in our bodies, my experience has been through chanting, through um, a meditation uh, uh, culture that I belong to, and that has brought me a real sense of connection. I, I've spoken about chanting to um, my listeners before, even if it's very simple, such as OM. It doesn't have to be very complicated. But the experience of making sound and feeling in your body is what I see as such a key to awakening ourselves today and getting mm. away from just being not irresponsible, not being, um, not taking the actions to affect our spiritual growth, which we can do so simply, like so simply by taking these actions, like you said, go into nature and breathe in, breathe in the air of the forest, the gardens, the trees that most of us do have some access to. And um, so, yeah, that's something that I felt guided to share right now. Mm, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And if I if I can fan the flames of your ardor, um, we know that in our culture, many of us are fixated with doing, 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 because we live in a culture of doing, 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 and after all, all our educational processes are about doing, 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 as opposed to tending to our being and we are human beings. So if we balance the doing and the being, the yin and the yang, the doing being the yang force, the masculine outer force, and the being being the in force, the inner force, uh, the feminine, 
um, we automatically become highly harmonious beings. The difficulty is that most of us are so fixated with doing, 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 that when we move into, even though we're told it by intelligent source, that we need to move into meditation, or as you were saying, yoga, or even just right. simple stretch exercises, that we yeah. find it really yeah. difficult. And so what I'm offering, vis-a-vis sound, and particularly angelic sound healing, particularly through the recordings that I've made, that if we're engaged in sounding, we reach a point of super coherence where we drop very easily through breath, which always relaxes us, into alpha. Therefore, the two hemispheres uh, coincide or become coherent. We become super coherent. So we're automatically releasing stress hormone in the body, which, of course, are cortisol and noradrenaline. And because we feel amazing impact in terms of the more elevated feelings of joy and freedom and love and compassion, we automatically start producing serotonin and then, of course, oxytocin. So we move from the stress hormones into the joy hormones. And there we are, just gently breathing and chanting. And if any of the listeners are thinking, yes, but what do we chant? You know, please just go to, as Barbara was saying earlier, just go to thealchemyvoice.com and you'll see on the uh, store page, on the MP3 page, the uh, recording page, lots and lots and lots of recordings that I've made, which can also be listened to on SoundCloud, SoundCloud free, um, where you can begin to get a sense of what we're talking about, of how, how to come back into super coherence, how to come back into harmony, and how to come back into the essential joy of what our process is all about. We're here to feel good. We're not here to feel bad. Yes. Yeah. And, and um, so we, you know, we're beginning to lift ourselves onto a much, much, much higher frequency array, away from the 3D tensions that seem to abound today. Um, you know, I've just, as Barbara knows, I was sharing with her earlier, I've just moved property, uh, moved home. And, um, uh, you know, as usual, there we are coming down from our eagle, eagle's eerie position to interface with real estate with realtors and you know and money and all of that we begin to experience the shadow side of human nature and that can be immensely contaminating if we go back to our practice automatically we remain balanced that's just a pure illustration of it so you know it's wonderful after a week of of dealing with all of these operatives it's wonderful to have this conversation because again yeah. by having you know by sharing with kindred spirits I myself am moving back into the harmonies that I believe in rather than having to deal with aggressive um, you know, un- people that are just simply not switched into their soul or spirit. So again, thanks for this opportunity. Oh, thank you. You know, as you were speaking again, I saw, you know, the opportunity of us, you know, experiencing sound healing being able to work with someone with a steward or read his books, bringing that into our lives as part of our spiritual growth, part of our connecting with ourselves and the angels. Making sound can be terrifying for people. And, you know, I, I went to a church for a while across the street, and I noticed no one sang. And it wasn't because the music wasn't beautiful or the lyrics weren't wonderful. It was there's an uncomfortability that happens for people to make utter a sound. And what I'm ex- 
experiencing since the harmonic convergence and the shifting of things happening on the planet and more and more people speaking up, those who have not yet, they feel the inner stirring, but even uttering sound can people can experience tightening in their throats, the fear stopping them, you know, and all that. And what I want to share from my own experience is that you're not going to die from public speaking. <laughs> you know, you're not going to die from singing the wrong note. And you may have to make some weird sounds. There may be emotion that may want to come out. But the on the other side of that is such peace, such peace in your body and being in the world. And I offer that to everyone listening who may have some issues of having a radio show or doing a public talk on angels or spirituality. Um, I had the terror. I had the physical sensations of wanting to stop. But when you work with the angels and you do some of these practices we talked about, it does become easier. And even the most experienced Highly, highly trained actors have moments of anxiety and stress, but they, they, find, they learn techniques to go through it. And so we're not all born to be speakers and eloquent communicators. This is something I believe we have within us. It's in our DNA. It's a matter of accessing in it, accessing it and releasing all that is on the lower energies. What do you think of that? Well, yeah. I mean, what 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 I'm moved by in terms of what you've shared with us is that if we can just simply allow ourselves to be transported by the possibility of joy, by the possibility of freedom, by the possibility of delight, by the possibility of having fun, automatically we begin to move away from the narcissism of, oh, I'm so inhibited, or look what they said to me when I was a child. You know, not taking, not taking that away from everybody, anybody, because obviously that's an important experience that needs to move from disempowerment into empowerment, and that's part of our karmic journey. But if we can just simply allow ourselves to be transported into joy, the angels carry us. Yeah. It's very yeah. rare when we look into stained glass windows or statues of angels, it's very rare to see them with their mouths closed. Often their mouths are open because, you know, the ancient ones going back to the early church or going back into some of the, um, you know, the, the very core of Sufism believed that sound was brought by the angels. And let me give you an example of a very, very famous story that was actually told, I'm going back to the 11th, 12th century, was told by Hafiz, the great Persian visionary, spiritual teacher and poet. And Hafiz said that the Great One, the Great Infinite One, decided to create a statue as in his or her own image in the form of clay. And having done this, asked the soul to answer and to enter into this statue of clay. And the soul refused. And so the Infinite One asked the angels to sing a seraphic chorus. And the soul, which refused because the soul was free to be liberated 
in, in, you know, in relation to its own harmony, its own power, its own freedoms, was so enchanted by the sound that the angels made that the soul decided to enter the statue of clay and thus became Adam Catman and thus became original man. So we have within us the seed, the blueprint, the glyph, that is that sound, that great sound that the angels sang. And I believe that what's actually happening now is that this is the, great, the third great wave of angelology that has met us since the beginning of recorded time, as it were. And when I say recorded time, I'm not talking about what we record in terms of mecha the mechanistic sense of the universe, but more within the Akashic records of our planet, yeah. that we see that Sound brings about creation. All cultures on our planet refer to, for example, the Anasazi peoples, the Hopi, the Navajo, the Tewa. They say that the spider woman sang and created the rivers and the mountains and the antelope and the birds and you and me and the waters. Literally, we also know that it says in Genesis, God breathed on the surface of the waters and brought forth life. In other words, through sound, is something is emitted. And this is what the angels are trying to bring us back to, that we can actually elevate our 3D consciousness into being in touch with source through practice, through sound, through sonic meditation. And then the angels join us. So it's much easier to release the challenge of the inhibition. It's much easier to yeah. move away from that substance of not being in touch with our notes. I mean, let me give you an expression, uh, let me give you an, an experience of what I mean by this. A lot of people come to me and their voices are rather stuck like this. Now, I mean, this was a business operative that I was working with this morning, who is this uh, very important senior manager in a major advertising company in London that travels the world because this is a global company. And he's feeling really stressed out because although he's used to the perfect pitch, uh, he feels at the same time that there's a certain amount of stress around it because it may not be accepted by the customer. I'll stop doing it. This is, what, and this is how he was sounding, just living in the head. And, of course, it repels. It's so electrical. It sends out rather than draws in. And so what I did in a few, you know, few deaf, deft moments of exercise was to draw this wonderful man back into what his essence is all about. And automatically said, you know, this is the most amazing experience because I feel that I don't feel that we're alone. I feel that there are actually other beings in this room. Now, I mean, this is not somebody who is open to the intuitive <laughs> or the psychic or the preternatural or the supernatural or the esoteric. Right. This is a man who is just, you know, earning an honest craft as a really good advertising executive. So he began to feel this extraordinary sense of these beings of light coming through. Anyway, so I could go on and on and on <laughs> about yeah. these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful angels. So, so I'm going to go ahead that. and bring on one of our listeners who may have a question mm. for you, if you don't mind at this time. Sure, so sure. So we are going to hear, yeah, area code 814. Please uh, tell us your name and uh if you have a question, go ahead. Hello there. Hello, would you like to ask a question today on the show? Okay, so there's no answer. So I'm going to go to area code 505. 
Hello oh. there. Would you like to? Hi. What is your name? Uh, my name is Patricia. Hi, Patricia. And would I you am... like to ask for the question? Yes, I would. Thank you, Stuart. I am so grateful to be hearing you today. It's wonderful. Oh, bless you, I darling. Hello and bless you. Let, um, I apologize about my voice. I have a cold this morning, so please forgive me. I um, I have a question for you. I've been listening to you very excited about everything that you've been saying, and I'm glad that you mentioned um, the elementals because I have a piece of property that I live on, and mm. since I've lived here, I um, uh, the elementals, I've been seeing a lot of them, and just recently I've been thinking about moving. I, I just have this feeling that I'm going to have to move. I'm very, very upset because I've uh, created a very uh, large bond with these um, with the land, and I notice that um, they're starting to come out more and more and more. Mm. These uh, faces and the eyes and you know everything, and I I wanted to ask for your expertise on um, you know what's happening. Um, is it that I'm not supposed to leave, or I I just feel like Eventually, I'm going to have to, unfortunately, and I would love for someone else to purchase this property and respect it the way that it needs to be respected. I've done a lot of healing here. Mm, mm, and I mm. don't know if that's an appropriate he- question to ask, but <laughs> since you're on... It's a healing on, zone, isn't it? It's a healing zone. Well, let's draw draw the angels in and see what the angels say, because after all, the elementals that we're speaking of are part of the the angelic kingdom. Um, these wonderful, wonderful elementals who look after nature, and therefore um, you know, are very fascinated by the fact that we're we're now attending to the sensitivity of our souls and healing our bodies, and so forth and so forth. So, in fact, you know, the angels are saying to me, encourage everybody to really address the elementals in the way that you are, because as a result of that, particularly through the food substance that we eat, let's stop eating meat. Eat Meat is, has no light, but the green substances that come from our soils, that come from the great trees of our planet, are filled full of the chlorophyll that elementals live through and partake in. And as a result of we eating fresh fruits and vegetables, etc., etc., we take in the elementals so that they can clean out the darkest part of our beings, uh, being the elementary canal. However, so here you are going through this very organic, uh, this organic development of needing to move away from a sanctuary there's a reason for why you need to go. So, you know, maybe we need to look into why that is so. The elementals are coming forth to thank you for what you've done because you've been so yeah. attendant and so reverent to their role in, the, the, the role, in, their role in tending nature um, because they vibrate a very similar frequency to your own in the sense of feeling how love is crucial, is the essence. Um, everything is evolutionary. All conditions are temporary, and so you're moving on, my darling, and so are they. And they're coming to sing your anthem and say, do not worry. We will reappear in your life. We are not disappearing. We will reappear in whatever social context you find yourself to be in. You know, I'll give you a quick story. When I moved 
um, recently, about two years ago, from a very, a very hallowed space that I had in this city of London. Uh, every morning I would go to uh, a city square uh, and speak to this wonderful tree, and every morning I would be met by two magpies. Magpies mate for life, these wonderful beings that love to gather all, all things that glitter. And one morning they introduced me to their chicks. There were about four of them. And uh, so, therefore, when I was moving, to cut a long story short, I felt desperate, as you are, about the possibility of not seeing these beautiful birds and of talking to my tree. I asked them if they would travel with me. They did. They traveled with me. They reappeared when I relocated. They reappeared in another form. And so, you see, there is, there is continuity. Now, you may say, yes, but there were probably two other magpies. Does it matter? <laughs> All magpies are connected with morphogenetic resonance. So, I mean, magpiness is magpiness is magpiness. I, I think it's wonderful that the magpies broadcast to their other brothers and sisters. There's this guy you need to go and meet. I feel the same thing will transpire for you vis-a-vis -vis your elementals, do you see, that you've opened up the jungle telegraph, and they're going to be speaking with you very loudly and very clearly. Does that feel better? Oh yes, thank you so much. That was healing to me. I mean, I I go outside sometimes and I just cry because um, you know, I've been here 10 years and I've done so much mm. and um and you know, I'm so honored just to have seen their faces, you know. Mm. It's not mm. easy seeing mm. the elementals. Mm. <laughs> um No, indeed, so, indeed, indeed. Yes. So I know well, you know, that. I just I have the the oracle of the angels of Atlantis open in front of me, just in case um, somebody somebody beautiful like you would come through and request uh, answer to a question or looking for a higher aid to help. And what I've just done is I turned the top card over from the oracle, and what is revealed is Uriel, Uriel, the great 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 companion, and. The attribution of this card is spiritual freedom. <laughs> so the drawing of this card is illustrating it within the oracle, uh, asking you from the oracle, from the angels, to free up your thinking and feeling, for you're the only jailer that may be keeping your consciousness prisoner. So your sadness will make you a prisoner. And if you can just simply allow yourself to be able to very naturally uh, move on, with the joy of what the experience is all about, thanking the past, thanking the elementals for all that they've given you, they will travel with you. You see, every aspect of your consciousness or our consciousness is choice. And if you've made an inaccurate choice, then just choose again, because that's really the meaning of the word mistake. If you've missed it, just take again. And this time, by liberating the conviction of your love for self, for the world, for the elementals, you will spring your soul from its prison. So well, let's ask Uriel in this moment to show an alter alternative choices for you because they will resonate pure love and therefore any, any aspect of thought jail or sentimentality, you know, those things that we become really attached to, you'll just simply feel them melting away and you'll move forward into um, a feeling of great freedom and of spinning rather like a whirling dervish into your future. So how does that feel? Uriel is embracing you. Wonderful. I yes, absolutely beautiful. And um Uriel um is beautiful. One time there was a little lizard in my yard that drowned and um 
I called upon Uriel. That's the only one that I could think of. And um, mm-hmm. the little lizard came back to life, and I let it go. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do believe in the power of Uriel, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. And, you know, it's really interesting that um, we, we know that the four great archangels, meaning Uriel, Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael, are um, guardians of the elements that we live through. And Uriel is the guardian of the earth. So here are these earth elementals coming forward. Here is this wonderful story you just told us about your own connection with the earth. And so, you know, the earth, Mother Earth, is awakening. She will always be there to support us. She will always be there to love us. We call it gravity, by the way. That's what her love is. It keeps us secure, it keeps us grounded, it keeps us totally within our bodies, that we've decided to be here, spiritual beings in human form. And so Uriah will come forward and just drench your body with all sorts of exquisite angelic elixirs. Isn't that fascinating? There is Uriel in the earth helping you food. Wow. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank so thank you, you my darling, for calling much. in. I guess we need to move on. You yes, are so beautiful. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank much you love. for calling. Thank you thank so you. much for calling in. Okay. All right. The next caller is area code 252. And please tell us your name. Hi. My name is Keisha. Hi. Hi, Keisha. Hey. Keisha, do you have a question today? Or would you like a reading? Well, yeah, just give me a reading. It's fine. Whatever you pick up. Okay. Okay. So now the way that that works, my sweet, is that it's not about cross. Let's you know just cross our palm with silver, and we'll give you a reading. It's about intention. <laughs> that we're. Do you see? It's about okay. So yeah. what's happening in your life? Because then the angels who will be hovering for eternity will hear your intention and will actually be able to come in very directly. Do you see? So it's about purpose. Thought creates reality, and feeling brings about the manifestation. So what do you want to create? Okay. Um, well, let me tell you something what happened. Um, as you was wrapping up, I had went outside to check my mailbox, and I heard from the other side of the woods, because I live in a rural area, this great, you know, you can hear, like, all this, this great wind coming through, and I just stood mm. there, and it took a few minutes for it to come through, but I heard it so clear, and it finally hit me, and it, the wind just went all around me, and I stood there just soaking it all up. Oh, and it felt so good to be in all this wind. <laughs> Where did it come from? It just blew and blew wow. so hard, gently. Wow. And then... um. <laughs> And I went off, and then I, I started, um, you know how little kids, they hold their hands up and start running in the opposite direction, and it feels like you're flying. <laughs> so I ran mm-hmm. like that right into the direction of the wind, and I ran into the house back on the phone. So, yeah, okay, but, yeah, I'm I'm actually thinking about moving. And I was like, yeah, that's where I want to be. I want to be there. So I was just kind of mm-hmm. wondering, do you, know, you feel concerned in that? Well, in tandem with what you just shared, and thank you for that. You see, isn't that an amazing experience? I, as you were speaking, I just shuffled the oracle and drew this card. It's Metatron. Metatron is the great, great, great teacher, the supernal teacher. And the attribution of the card is miracles. And here you are talking about a miracle. Yeah, 
That was a miracle. You know, we we think the miracles are about the parting of the Red Sea. Well, this was a miracle because there you were asking very gently for a sign, and Metatron brought you the sign. There is the wind, and there is this action of being able to open. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, what was that? I said, yes, it was the wind carrying my wings when I had opened spread my arms out. It carried me over, and I was asking about moving, so it carried me to where I wanted to go, back to my home, because that's when I ran back in the house. But okay, go ahead. (laughs) And you know, what I was struck by as you described it was the the amazing joy and the playfulness of the joy. So the inner child came out to play. The innocence was there, you know, the innocence was there. And these are very, very, very high vibrations, you see, as we see with our little ones. As soon as they are engaged in love and joy, we feel transported. I mean, you know, all of us sit magnetically drawn to them because many of us have forgotten where the inner child lies. So there you were engaging. Miracles, what, what, what the angels are suggesting miracles are, are these unique changes of perception, you see, where suddenly, um, you know, Metatron, for example, is wishing you to know that like the miracle of newborn life, you are bringing your creative force to the fore. So what I would suggest is do anticipate that other miracles are going to be occurring around you. But when we open ourselves to the miraculous, as you did with that wind, we relinquish our fear to God, to Metatron, and Metatron stands on the right-hand side of the divine. You know, Metatron was a very remarkable human being. There were only two angels who became, uh, sorry, only two human beings who became angels, or only two of the angels of the entire pantheon of angels who were human beings, and one of them was Metatron. This was the prophet Enoch. So he was seen to be pure in the eyes of the Lord and then moved into heaven. So what it's doing for you is opening your mind to the possibility of any challenge being moved immediately from your shoulders as long as we're prepared to let go. And then the source will gift us unexpected joy. You see, that's what happened. Suddenly the wind or the rain comes and we feel washed or blown free. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you for sharing, honey. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. (laughs) Thank you, you, Keisha, for calling. Thank you. So, Stuart, as we have a wonderful day, um, as we come to a close, would you like to share mm. about where you will be uh, next week and also in April? Well, bless you, yes. Next yes. weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend right. of February 6, 7, 8, there is the annual Conscious Life Expo taking place in Los Angeles, the City of the Angels. And the organizers have invited me to keynote about the Angels of Atlantis alongside people like Greg Braden and Marianne Williamson and um, Nassim Haramim. You know, all sorts of exciting people are going to be there. And so if if anybody's interested and they're living in the Californian area, California area, then please do come along either February 6, 7, 8. You can see the schedule on www.consciouslifeexpo.com. I'll be presenting on the 8th at 10 o'clock in the morning and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I also will have a booth, 304C, so come along. By the way, all of this information is on the website, www.thealchemyofvoice.com. 
com. Just go to workshop diary page and you'll see all this information. Um, I'll also be book signing on February 11th at Mystic Journey Bookstore in Venice. And then on February the 14th, we're going to be facilitating an angelic, inspirational workshop to celebrate St. Valentine. The day is called the Enchantment of Love. It also happens to be World Sound Healing Day. So oh, people are already booking in. If you're interested, please again, you know, go to www.thealchemyofvoice.com and click on the workshop diary page. Or just email me, Stuart, at thealchemyofvoice.com and I'll lead you through with web links. Beautiful. And also, at one point, I would love to join you going to Egypt, but in April, mm. you'll be... Mm-hmm. Uh, journey to Egypt again. So would you like to share about that? Oh, bless you, darling. Yes, thank you for reminding. Well, the angels asked me to create a retreat in Egypt, the reason being that Egypt is a replication of Atlantis. The spine of the Nile is rather like the spine of the great river Atla that moves through the center of Atlantis all those years ago, from about 250,000 B.C. right through to about 15,000 B.C., Um, And so when the great cataclysm took place, a number of very significant priests and priestesses moved a colony uh, from Atlantis to Egypt, and that's what we know as being the ancient Egyptian civilization. So every uh, twice a year, in April and December, I take a group of people from all over the world on the resurrection retreat. So we go and we use the sacred sanctuaries to move from... Um, uh, anything that we feel is poisonous in our lives so we die to our old selves we die to the disharmony and we are reborn we resurrect into our divine blueprint so uh, from April the 13th to the 22nd if anybody's interested please just email me or go to the retreats diary page on www.thealchemyofvoice.com and there you will see this wonderful story it's a very unique retreat largely as a result of the people that I know in Egypt who facilitate um, chambers being open to us that, generally speaking, are not open to tourists. And if anybody's thinking, yeah, but there's, there are terrible things going on there because of the revolution, um, this is all hysteria, fear-mongering through mass media. I've been going to Egypt all the way through the revolution. Believe you me, we are protected, and the Egyptian peoples are moving themselves away from a despotic, tyrannical regime that threatened their lives for 33 years. Um, yeah, some of the men are a little bit you know, energized in terms of their testosterone, but we don't go anywhere near any of the political schisms. Egypt is the largest country in Arabia, and so we're an hour and a half flight away from anything that may be considered to be a political rally. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Stuart, for being my guest today. And I, I know I'll listen to this show again. You know, so. But thank you all who are listening live. And when you listen on rebroadcast, um, just really check if you yeah, check his websites. And also, I I use the downloads of uh, from Amazon.com. So anyone who's listening today have access to more information of Stuart leading uh, us through these meditations and these sound healings. They are so remarkable. I thank you so much for making them. 
So thank you again, Stuart. And for those of you, uh, tomorrow I will have a show at 4 p.m. with Melissa Virtue, uh, daughter-in-law of Doreen Virtue, talking about dreams. She's a dream expert, so that will be quite interesting. Mm. So thank you again Mm. for um, being with me today. Bless you. And, And, you know, personally, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you all, all the listeners that have been listening in. And let's all remain absolutely in contact with the sound of our communion. Bless you, and much love. Much love, much love. And I will, I'm going to be, I would like to play as my sound music going out of the show, Stuart chanting Om, which you can, um, you can access this and purchase this off of Amazon.com also. It's a beautiful meditation that will just, I, I play it while I'm working, actually, and it's so healing. So thank you again. Have a wonderful week, everyone.